Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 in the Lancy Elim Church building at a bank St. Samson in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at lancyelim.co.uk. to continue with our series today, Teach Us How to Pray. Last week we started it with um, our Father in Heaven, and we were reminded of the the fact that when we pray, when Jesus um, taught us to pray, he didn't teach us what to pray, but he taught us how to pray. pray. And so over these next few weeks we're going to be looking at the Lord's Prayer and and its instructions and, and learning how to pray. And last week we learned that the prayer starts with our Father in heaven. And we split that into two and reminded ourselves and I taught us that We start our prayers with our Father because He is our Father and that's how we approach Him in prayer. And also, not only that intimate relationship we have with Him as our Father, but also that He is in in heaven. So He is an awesome God. He is a, a powerful God. And we can come to Him with that perspective, with that kind of prayer. So let's turn to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9 to 13, just to remind ourselves of the prayer that we know so well. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 3. 13, rather. It's going backwards, isn't it? (laughs) Our Father... In heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Last week... I was talking about the fact that I was encouraged when I came to Guernsey that um, before a, a meeting in the parish, the Lord's Prayer is, is, is spoken, is prayed in French. And I asked Nice to come up and he, he did it in French for us. Now, interestingly, if you've been reading the papers or watching the news, there's been talk um, about, in the UK, removing those prayers at the beginning of, of parish meetings. Um, an article in the Telegraph yesterday, I'll read it to you. It says, Councils urged to defy ban on prayers. Ministers last night encouraged councils to openly defy a High Court ruling banning public prayers during meetings. Eric Pickles, the community's and local government secretary, is poised to use new powers to strike down the restriction, which stems from a legal challenge by an atheist former councillor. Mr. Justice O'Sullivan issued a declaration that there was no lawful place for prayer during formal proceedings. 
It came after Clive Bone, a former member of the Biddeford Council in Devon, brought a legal challenge against the tradition of opening council meetings with prayers. He argued that the custom left non-believers excluded. But the council has twice voted to retain the prayers despite Mr. Bone's complaints. His case was backed by the National Secular Society. Bishops and MPs said the ruling threatened Britain's Christian heritage. Mohammed Shafiq, chief executive of the Ramadan Foundation, the Islamic group, said the judgment was an attack on all faith. Mr. Pickle said, Christianity plays an important part in the culture, heritage and fabric of our nation. He pointed to the new Localism Act, due to come into effect in the next few weeks, which gives councils a new power of competence to determine their own procedures. I thought that was interesting that I only just said last week about here in Guernsey that at the start of council meetings, the prayer is said. And even here, we have seen attack upon that in the UK. So we need to pray into this. It seems that it won't go through, but we need to pray against this and pray that, that it certainly will not go through and that, that the people in Biddeford and any council has a right to appeal against this. Um, I wonder if you could just put this up. I, I, I read the Telegraph, and um, Matt is the cartoonist in there, so I thought he, he captured this quite well. I wonder if you could put that up. <laughs> Just a light-hearted look on that. I like Matt. He, he, can, he can grasp it quite well sometimes. I don't know if you can see it, but it said he had a prayer book, and I think he was planning to use it. The second part of the, of the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, is hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed means make holy, consecrate. Hallowed means greatly revere and honour. Honour means high respect, great esteem. It is a title of respect. Honour your name. When we come to God in prayer, we are to honour his name. When we pray, hallowed be your name, or honoured be your name, we are putting or placing God into his rightful place. Remember last week I said... In praying our Father in heaven, we were put in our place. We were put in our place not in a negative way, we were put in a place where we recognize where we are coming from when we pray, our perspective. Well, by saying, hallowed be your name, we are putting God into his rightful place. We are seeking after him. We are seeking after his name. Hallowed be your name. We are seeking his face. You know, we are not seeking his hand. We are seeking his name. And the reason I say that is that we are not seeking his hand. We are not saying we want him to do this and we want to do him to do that. We are putting him into his proper place. We are giving him the greatest respect and esteeming his name. Sometimes we can approach God, rather than seeking his face, we are seeking his hand. God promises us that he will 
supply all our needs. He will give us all that we need. And so Jesus is teaching us that we are to seek his face. We are to seek his name. This lesson from Jesus on how to pray teaches us that when we approach God in prayer, we are to honour his name. We are to seek his face in all we say, in all that we do. This request on how to pray is the first of three, actually, three requests that Jesus brings into this prayer. The first one is to honour his name, is to is, is hallow his name. Secondly, that his kingdom, pray that his kingdom will come. And thirdly, that his will be done. And we're going to look at those in other weeks. But today we're looking at it, honouring his name. And right at the outset of this prayer, Jesus teaches us to give God all the honour. To place him in his rightful place. I have been taught this all through my life, that when, I pro- when we approach God in prayer, that we do honour his name. And whenever I, I pray out loud, or whether I pray in private, I'll always start by praising his name, by honouring his name. Lord, you are incredible. You are amazing. Lord, I, I lift up your name today, Lord, because you are, a, you are a great God. I worship you. I praise you. We honour his name. We come to a place where we put him in his rightful place. We honour the name of Jesus. Honour is a a powerful word. And it speaks of great respect for others and for yourself. Jesus reminds us in this prayer on how to pray, that in everything that we do, including our prayers... Everything is for the glory of his name. Our prayers must bring glory to his name. Jesus cries out in prayer in in John chapter 12 verse 28. Father, glorify your name. He prays in John 17 that, that, that he will bring glory to his name. And many other places. Jesus teaches us that when we pray, we are to bring glory to his name, to glorify his name. Numerous times throughout scripture, we can see this. Another example is 1 Peter 4 verse 11. We are told, to him, God, be the glory, be the power forever and ever. Many times we see that. When we pray, we are to give God all the glory all the praise and all the honour because he is worthy of our praise as we have sung this morning. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is God. He deserves our respect. Hallowed be your name. When we pray, we must always give God his proper place. And by doing that, Almost as a habit, when we, we come to prayer, we come to him intimately in prayer by saying, Oh God in heaven, but then we give him praise, we, we lift him to the highest place, we, we, we recognise that he is almighty God. Hallowed, honoured, 
be your name. The message translation puts a beautiful light on the point of this lesson that Jesus is teaching us about, prayer. Instead of writing, hallowed be your name, the message puts it like this. It says, reveal who you are. Reveal who you are. When we approach the Lord with honor, we are saying, reveal who you are. You are glorious. You are amazing. You are incredible. Reveal it in my life and reveal it in this world that we will give glory and praise to our God. Honor your name. You know, the Lord God is revealed to us in many ways. The words of this prayer is, Hallowed be your name. The Bible uses many different names for God. You may know them or may have heard them before. And so I I, I want us to remind us today or, or show you today and have a look at these names this morning to help us to honor his name, to help us to bring glory to his name by understanding the different translations, the different meanings rather, of his name in Scripture. And there are many, many, many. And so we're not going to look at all of them today, but we'll look at a few today. And I hope that through this, that in this lesson on honour your name and hallowed be your name, we can see a new dimension in our prayers. So the first one that I will look at today, first name for God is Elohim. And the, the word, the, the meaning Elohim is used quite a lot in, in Scripture. A couple of examples, Genesis 1 verse 1, Psalm 19 verse 1. Elohim speaks about God's power, God's might. That he is the supreme, one true God. The name Elohim demonstrates to us that we need to put God first in our lives. The second one is Adonai. You can find that in Psalm 2 verse 4, Isaiah 7 verse 7. Just a couple of many examples. The name Adonai is translated Lord in the Bible. It helps us to understand that God is Lord. He is the Lord and the master of our lives. And it signifies ownership. Lordship means complete possession on the one hand, and it also means complete submission on the other. Adonai. The name Adonai demonstrates to us that we need to submit to God as master of all things in our lives. Just quit, just by those first two names, and we're going to look at some more in a minute, we can see that when we say this prayer, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. It's much more than just that one word name. There are so many things that we can bring in. Elohim, Adonai, Jehovah, Yahweh. Exodus 6 verses 2 to 8 and Genesis 3 verse 20. A couple examples of that. Yahweh is written Y-H-W-H. It is the sacred name that Jesus, that, that, that the Jews, sorry, were afraid to say for fear of taking the Lord's name in vain. The, the name is derived from the verb to be, so it implies that God is 
eternal. He is everlasting. The name Jehovah demonstrates to us that when we talk about and to God, we are to do so with with honour and respect because he is the eternal God. Now, there are a few different variations of Jehovah and it is the pretext to a few different names of God. And so I want us to quickly look at a few of those today. Jehovah Makadesham, which is in Exodus 31 verse 13. Just read that. This means the Lord my sanctifier. Say to the Israelites, you must observe my Sabbaths. This will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come, so you you may know that I am the Lord who makes holy, sanctifies. Jehovah-Rohi, Psalm 23 verse 1, don't need to look at that one, do we? That one means the Lord, my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah-Shammah, Ezekiel, in Ezekiel chapter 48 and verse, verse 35. Let's have a look at that one. The last verse in Ezekiel. Ezekiel uh, Jehovah Shammah means the Lord who is present. And the last words in, in that verse are in capital letters in my Bible. The Lord is there. Ezekiel 48:35. Jehovah Rapha, Exodus 15, verse 26. Let's have a look at that. Jehovah Rapha means the Lord, my healer. Verse 26 says this, and he said, If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases, diseases I brought um, on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Jehovah to Sidakinu. Great word. Jeremiah chapter 23. Verse 6. Let's see what that says. This means the Lord, our righteousness. Jeremiah 23, verse 6 says this. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord, our righteousness. Jehovah Jireh. Maybe that's one that we've heard before. Genesis chapter 22 and verse 13 and 14. This means the Lord will provide. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Nissi, Exodus chapter 17 and verse 15. Jehovah Nissi means the Lord, our banner. It says, Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. Jehovah Shalom, 
Another one that we know. Judges 6, verse 24. Jehovah Shalom means God, the Lord is peace. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, the Lord is peace. Jehovah Sabaoth, Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 to 3, the great known passage. This talks about this meaning that, that, that God is the Lord, of the, that he is the Lord of hosts. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to the one another, Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And one more is Jehovah Gomola. And that's in Jeremiah 51. And verse 6. And this one means the God of recompense. Flee from Babylon, run for your lives, do not be destroyed because of her sins. It is time for the Lord's vengeance, he will pay her what she deserves. So that's just a, a, a very small look at um, some of the different names that have the pretext Jehovah. And there's three more I want to talk about this morning. I think it's important that we look at these when we're learning and looking on how to pray and how we honour his name that when we approach God when we put him in the right place we honour his name and he, is, he means all these things and so many more the three more I want to look at are, uh, begin with El El Elyon in Genesis 14 verses 17 to 20 is defined as God most high God is the most high God, the strongest of the strong. God surpasses all others. He is sovereign. It demonstrates to us that when we pray, we can realize that we are praying to the sovereign Lord of all. That we can have confidence that when we pray, that we know that God is the strongest of the strong. He is the Lord of all. Al Roy, Genesis 16 verse 13 means that the God who sees... I love this one. It helps us to see that when we pray to his name, when we pray his name, honour be your, hallowed be your name, or honour his name, that we can know that he sees all things. He is aware of our pain. He is aware of our needs. But not only that, he sees beyond those needs. <coughs> he sees beyond our pain. He sees the future. He sees the solution. He is the God who sees. And El Shaddai, Genesis 17 verse 1, means almighty, most powerful. He is ever present, the God who protects and provides. It demonstrates to us that when we call on his name, when we honor and glorify his name, that he is almighty, he is most powerful. He is always there. He will always protect. He will always provide. Now that's most of the names that are used in the Old Testament for the Lord. The New Testament has many more. 
and I didn't feel it was to go into all those today. Maybe that could be something that you could study when you get home. Whilst we're looking at this Lord's Prayer, get on the internet or, or get out your concordances and discover what are the names for, for God in, in the New Testament. Because I believe as we look at these things, as we remind ourselves of these names that, of God, that it helps us in our prayers, that He is Almighty God and all these different things. He is our provider. He is our healer. He is our sanctifier. He is our banner. He is our peace. He is the Lord of hosts. When we come to God, our Father, God, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. In saying honour his name or hallowed be your name, Jesus is saying, wait a minute. Don't rush on in your praying. Wait and acknowledge my Father's name. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Jesus is teaching us that by saying, hallowed be your name, we are putting God into his rightful place. We are, we are saying that he is holy, that he is mighty, that he is the king of all, that he, that he reveals to us who he is. But he's saying that we need to wait as well. To wait. Don't rush on in your prayers. When we wait upon the Lord, when we remind ourselves of who he is and what, he's, what his name means and who he means to us then there is so much more power in our prayers. In saying, hallowed be your name, we are also making a pledge to be accountable to that name. When we say, our God in heaven, hallowed be your name, when we honour his name, we are making a pledge of accountability to that name. R.T. Kendall says this about accountability and the Lord's Prayer. Accountability is when you are obliged to give a reckoning or explanation for your actions. If I pray for God's name to be treated as holy, yet have no regard for manifesting holiness in my own life, I am a hypocrite. I therefore regard my prayer for God's name to be hallowed as a commitment to be the kind of person who brings glory to God's name. We all are accountable to the Father for our actions. My prayer that his name be treated as holy will be applied by my sincere effort to honour his name by my personal life. Great words there. And a new light maybe, a new angle on, on saying those words, hallowed be your name. If we are saying, Lord, be, you are the holy God then in our own lives we must be living the same, we be living a life that reflects that prayer. Honoured and hallowed be your name. We want to bring glory to his name by saying, hallowed be your name. We are saying that we want to see your name to be holy and glorified. And we need to do that partly by the way that we live our lives. So that our lives bring glory to his name <clears throat> it makes us accountable by instructing us to honour the name of God by bringing glory to his name 
by making the name of God holy, by declaring and placing God to the highest place, Jesus is saying that through prayer we all have a part to play. That he wants us to participate in the advancement of the glorification of God. In the advancement of the glorification of God's name. Hallowed be your name, Lord. To cause the whole world to hallow or honour his name. So let me close with the words of this prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Amen. Lord, we want to give you all the praise, all the honor for your name. And Lord, we thank you that throughout Scripture we can learn different meanings about your name. And so that when we come to you in prayer, when we we say, honor your name, hallowed be your name, we are raising you to the highest place. We are reminding ourselves, Lord, that you are so many things to us. That you are our healer, that you are our provider, that you are Lord Almighty, that you are eternal. And so many other things, Lord Jesus. That you see all things. And I pray, Lord Jesus, over these next few weeks as we learn these lessons on how to pray, teach us how to pray, how we look at your lesson, Lord, that we will see such a great advancement in your name, not only in our own lives, but also in the lives of others, that we will bring glory to your name. Help us to live lives that bring glory to your name. That every time we say these words, hallowed be your name, we will be reminded of our responsibility to bring glory to your name by the way we live. And so, Lord Jesus, I thank you for these lessons that, in your word. I pray there will be a great encouragement to us, a great blessing to us. And so we pray in your awesome name, the name of Jesus. Amen. And then praise God. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Healing Church. For more podcasts, information or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyhealing.co.uk.